Hello, right, before we begin, I wanted to highlight some key episodes in case you've missed them before, or if this is the first time you're listening, that you can go and check them out after this one. So if you're a mortgage broker, mortgage advisor, work in the mortgage space, I would highly recommend checking out episode number 153 and 154. That was a two-part series on nine different ways that you can generate mortgage leads. Now, if you work in pensions, investments, and you wanna get more pension leads, I would check out episode 159. That was a special all about pensions. If it's bridging that you like, that you're what you're into, that you want to get more of those kind of inquiries, check out episode 160. And if it's equity release and you want to get more inquiries for that, check out episode 161. Right, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Advisors Symbol podcast. It's me, Alex Curtis. I'm doing a solo episode and I want to talk through some marketing jargon and acronyms and things like that because I have a chat. Actually, we've got a new starter. We've got a new operations manager and they've got a banking background. So they're an ex-HSBC branch manager. So don't have the marketing background. Looking through all our operations and things like that and we're flying out a load of jargon and acronyms that they've not heard before. And it made me think, well, you know, if you are a business owner or you're an advisor, like our new ops manager, he was a he was a mortgage advisor originally, then a lot of these terms you're not going to hear of. And then if you've sort of progressed into running your own business and whether it's just, you know, self-employed or whether it's you've got a firm and you've got advisors, you probably haven't experienced these acronyms and jargons and things like that. And you might want to start working with an agency or a freelancer and and they'll use some of these terms. So I thought it'd be really good to explain what they mean. So I'm going to dive straight in. So some of these apologies, I'm going to, I'm going to assume you know nothing. So apologies if I'm teaching you to suck eggs, but I think some of you will benefit from this. So I'll do some beginner stuff and probably some more advanced stuff as well. So hopefully a bit of something for everybody. And I'm going to start off with SEO, which probably thrown out a lot. It means search engine optimization. So it stands for, you know, SEO stands for search engine optimization. And the reason people do SEO is to get higher on Google for free. So when you're doing SEO, that can incorporate a lot of things. You know, I think it kind of breaks down into three things that it's your website more often than not, although you can, you know, the Google Maps results is on a search engine. So that could be classed as search engine optimization. YouTube is a search engine. So doing work on that could be classed as search engine optimization. If someone's going to search something and they see a results page and you're trying to do things to improve where you fit in those results, that is SEO. But a lot of the time, I think people refer to it as Google. And most of the time, people having conversations about SEO is about Google and it's about a website and it's about sort of content. So Incorporating in that, and then the three kind of big parts of SEO are the code of your website, the content, and the links, the backlinks. So I guess backlinks is another acronym, which I've not written down in my notes, actually, which I'm going to add. A backlink is a link from one website to yours, to another one. So you get backlinks from LinkedIn, from social media. If you've linked to your website from your Facebook post, that is technically a backlink. But you may be featured in a news story and there may be an article about you and there'll be a link 
from the article to your website that is a backlink so people pick them up from like when they sponsor a football team or they do some charity work you would pick up backlinks like that and then people you know as part of seo people try and get more backlinks so if you're speaking to an seo company or personal freelancer they'll probably mention things like backlinks and they'll probably do an audit of your backlinks as well so another acronym bit of jargon sem uh, and there's a software we've probably talked about on this podcast quite a lot, SEM Rush or SEM Rush, as people call it. Uh, so SEM or SEM, Search Engine Marketing, which pretty much is the same as SEO. If you're doing SEO, you're essentially doing search engine marketing. But I guess within SEM or SEM, you would include not just organic, which I'll come on to in a minute, which is free traffic, and paid PPC, which again is another acronym which I'll go on to in a moment. So sticking with the organic then, so organic traffic comes is the kind of the end result. Well, not quite the end result, but is, is what you're trying to gain when you're doing SEO. So search engine optimization to get organic traffic and by essentially organic traffic is you've earned the right to be higher on Google to get more traffic. I guess traffic is a bit of jargon. Traffic is mean, you know, hits to your website, visitors to your website. So traffic, organic traffic is when people hit in your website or wherever you're pointing them to for free and you've earned the right because you've done SEO. Okay, so moving on to more sort of semi-advanced stuff when it comes to SEO and search engine optimization, you've got impressions and clicks and there's kind of two two kind of key metrics we look at when we're, we're evaluating whether our SEO has worked or not. So if you were to search financial advisor or mortgage broker or mortgage advisor, all the listings on Google that come up will have got an impression because an impression is where a link or a search result has been viewed on your screen. So that could be on your mobile, tablet, or, or on your desktop. So an impression will be that you've been seen on Google or yeah, if, if, if you're looking at Google Search Console, which again, I'll come on to in a minute. So an impression is your link has been seen, a click has been, it's been clicked on. So if you search for something and only click on one of the links, one of the links that a click and all the others have had an impression. And people look at impressions because if your impressions are going up, you're more visible on Google, you're getting more visibility, so you're increasing your rankings or whatever you're ranking for is getting more search volume for. So it is kind of a key metric. So another acronym is SERP, S-E-R-P, Search Engine Results Page. So when you've Googled something, searched for something, and the results page that comes up, people call it SERP. So when if you hear like a marketer saying something about SERP or SERP results, it is the search engine results page. There's two bits of kind of software from Google. One's called Google Search Console, the other one's called Google Analytics. And they are both looking at data and the kind of the difference between the two is Google Search Console is where you look at your impressions and clicks on Google. So it's the behavior and visibility on Google you use Google Search Console for and Google Analytics is used to look at the data and the behavior on your website. So the two different bits of software, but you can hook them up together. So you can hook Analytics and Search Console together so you can see all that data within Google Analytics if you only want to use the one program, but it's not there by default. Another acronym, and I had to actually look up what this was called because it is a bit of a weird one, and that's UTM tracking. So I know what UTM tracking 
is we've used it for forever. I never actually bothered to work out what UTM stand for, and it's Urchin Tracking Module, which is kind of irrelevant. But UTM tracking is something that we use to put kind of bits of code on the end of a link so that we know where someone has come from. So if you, you know, say you're putting a social media post on and you put UTM tracking on the end of the link, so you could be, the link could be your homepage, and the UTM tracking would be the data of where that link has come from. So if then they hit your website, come back later, or they hit your website and call you or submit a web form, the web form could track, uh, sort of pull in that data, pull in the UTM tracking. So when your lead comes through, you know exactly where that's come from. So that is what UTM tracking is for and what it means. Okay, so another bit of jargon is remarketing and some people call it retargeting. And that's essentially just marketing and creating a list of people that have visited your website. So if you've, you know, when you get, uh, you go to a website and you've got to accept cookies, there's a cookie that knows that you've been on this website and people can create a marketing list. So that's kind of like why, you know, you go and you, you search for something on Amazon or on Google or whatever, and then you'll see the website again the next time you're on Facebook. That's essentially remarketing. Okay, so we've got more acronyms. CRO, if you're talking to a, a freelancer or a marketing agency, they may mention CRO, which is Conversion Rate Optimization. And they may use CR as the acronym for conversion rate. So conversion rate is, well, you decide what your conversion is. Normally that is, you know, if we're talking lead generation for, you know, financial services website, it will normally be a lead. So it will be, you, you've set your conversion as someone filling out a form on your website or someone calling you or someone clicking on the email button to email you or, or clicking a button or something. So normally it would be those things. So a conversion is where you've generated a lead. And so your conversion rate is the rate of visitors to conversion. And then conversion rate optimization is the things that we can do to improve the conversion rate. So hopefully that makes sense. Another acronym is CPL, cost per lead. So if you're running sort of Google ads, I'm going to talk about pay-per-click in a moment. It is the cost to acquire the lead. And then you'd have CPA, cost per acquisition or cost. Some people may call it cost per action. I, I sort of personally use it CPA as cost per acquisition. So you've obviously got your lead and then how many leads turn into a mortgage application or turn into you know, a pensions client or investment client. So your CPA then is the acquisition of a client. CPL is the cost per lead. So cost per acquisition could be determined by the rate of which your leads turn into business. Hopefully I'm not losing anyone. It is difficult solo episodes because you don't know. Okay, so another ac- acronym, CTA, call to action. So that'll be, you know, like a button on your website that says call us now or get in touch or you're asking them to do something and normally for them to fill something out. So a call to action is uh, normally like a button where, so some people say we may may need to test the call to action or change the call to action. So that's what that is. Another acronym, or there's two more actually that are are very similar. You've got UX, which is user experience, and UI, user interface. 
So normally, if you're sort of improving the user experience, that is kind of linked to conversion rate optimization. So the user experience would be that flow of how people use your website or use your app. So if someone's talking, you know, we need to improve the UX, they're sort of really talking about the layout and how people kind of work through your website or, or what if it's a bit of software. Okay, so I've moved now on to PPC pay-per-click and I've tried to group in relevant business jargon for things like Google Ads and PPC. So PPC is pay per click. So when you're you're paying for clicks, you're paying for traffic to your website. So if you're running Google Ads, you will pay normally on a pay-per-click basis. So if someone clicks your ad, goes to your website, you get charged for that click and then it's down your your CRO, as we talked about earlier, your conversion rate optimization is to determine your cost per lead. So you've got your click first, your lead, and then your acquisition. So PPC, uh, pay per click. And then the kind of the first kind of acronym that would come up there would be CPC, so cost per click. So if you're paying for the clicks, you want to know your cost per click. So that's your CPC. And then this would kind of fit within SEO and PPC keywords. And these are kind of like the, the words and phrases that people are searching for um, and use to kind of trigger your ads. So a keyword essentially is a search term. Don't know what else to say on, on that, but essentially uh, we've got, in fact, you may hear the term long tail keyword. So it's when a, it's a, a kind of, if someone searches something like, can I get a mortgage if I am self-employed? That's a keyword because it's a search term, but it's long because it's got several words within it. So that's what people mean when they sort of say long tail keyword. And then you may hear the phrase landing page. And um, sometimes people have a landing page as a separate entity. And then they'll use like landing page software. This essentially, it is the page or the link that, that people land on. When they've clicked an ad, they'll go to a landing page and that won't always be your homepage. So it's the it's the destination of the click is what people call the landing page. And like I say, there are, you know, there are tools where you can just create these pages on their own or, you know, a landing page, a landing page can be part of your website. So when you're running ads and doing PPC and using Google Ads, you'll have campaigns, ad groups, and ads. So it kind of sits in that order. So you have a campaign full of ad groups, and the ad groups will be full of ads. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no sort of right or wrong way of setting it up. It kind of it depends, but your campaign would be where you'd set like a daily, you could set a daily budget for your campaign. So you could, let's say, if you do mortgages, pensions, investments, and bridging, you may want a, a campaign for mortgages because you may want to set a specific budget for that. But you may have divisions within mortgages. You may have a self-employed team or a new build team, and you may want a campaign for new build mortgages and a campaign for self-employed mortgages, and then add groups within that. So add groups would be where you've got similar keywords. So you might have an an ad group for NHS mortgages and you may have doctor mortgages as a keyword in there and NHS mortgages as a keyword within that ad group. And then you'd have specific ads for those keywords. Really hard to explain on a podcast, but hopefully that makes sense. And these are all designed to drive conversion. So a conversion, as we said earlier, would be the, the end result. So especially if you're doing PPC running ads, your conversion will be capturing a lead. 
whether how that would be through a form or for a phone call that's what your conversion is and then conversion rate we talked about earlier one kind of bit of jargon that may be thrown out or something you definitely want to be aware of if you're running google ads or you're doing ppc are negative e-words negative keywords sorry and this is these are kind of keywords where you want to block your ads from showing. So let's say you were had a mortgage broker campaign and you had ad, an ad group for mortgage broker and one of your keywords was mortgage broker because you want to get in front of people search for a mortgage broker. For your negative keywords, you may want to have mortgage broker jobs. So you don't get mortgage brokers looking for jobs, seeing your advert trying to get in front of people that want a mortgage broker. So that's where you'd use negatives when you want to block your ads from, from showing. And they're similar to the keywords that you're using. Okay, so we've done a cost per click. But similar to that, you may see if you're using Google Ads and, and doing PPC, you'll see things like max CPC. So this is the maximum cost per click. So your sort of highest bid, the, the most amount you'd want to pay for the click. Because it is an auction, you can't be specific and say, I'm going to, I want all of my clicks to cost this amount. You've got, you, you're an auction, you're fighting against other people. So your max CPC is your highest bid amount. You may want to turn on or off something called enhanced CPC. So this is where Google will be like, I may bid over your max CPC if we think this is someone that's going to convert on your website. So sometimes you may want to use that. So you could set your max CPC, but you may be billed for more expensive clicks if you've got enhanced CPC turned on. Hopefully that makes sense. You've got another acronym, ROAS, return on ad spend. So different for different people. And I suppose you've got to remember that Google Ads and a lot of the advertising campaign uh, software are set up for e-commerce so people buying trainers so they can immediately report on return on ad spend because it'd be if they've spent you know 50 pounds in a day and they've sold five thousand pounds worth of products it's very easy to report the roas the return on ad spend when it comes to lead generation and you know mortgages for example it could be months and months and months until they complete or go to application you know if you don't charge a fee you're waiting for the proc fee so it's you need to this is where and why we use UTM tracking, which I mentioned earlier, because you want to know where every lead has come from. Because if you're getting organic leads, you're getting paid leads. It's so slightly different for lead generation, but you, you need to have a system really in place to know exactly where your leads are coming from to then be able to determine your ROAS, your return on ad spend. And that comes back to your, your kind of cost per acquisition against the amount you spent. So other kind of bits of jargon that you may hear if you're if you're running Google Ads and working with a freelancer or an agency are A B testing or split testing. And this is where you're sort of you've got a campaign, an ad group, an ad, and let's say, you know, for pension consolidation. And you may be testing two different landing pages, as you know, and that's the destination URL or destination page that we mentioned earlier. So you could split your budget 50-50 or split the clicks. One click, your first click goes to version A of your landing page and the next click goes to version B. And then you're testing which version of the landing page converts better. So, or we call it split testing. So you're splitting the budget between two pages. If you're running Google Ads and 
you're in um, the Google Ads software running PPC campaigns, you may see the term smart campaigns, which is probably the worst name because they're not very smart. So this is when Google says, look, I'll take care of your bidding, your targeting and your ad creation and everything like that. And it's pretty awful for lead generation. I may work for e-commerce. So, you know, we talked about, you know, selling trainers or whatever. Smart campaigns, I wish it was that easy. It's not. So if you see it, my advice would be to avoid it like the plague. Okay, so we've got impression share. So we're getting on to some slightly more advanced stuff. And it's the percentage of impressions that we talked about earlier, the when the link is visible on screen, that an ad receives compared to the total number of impressions the ad could receive. So if you've got a 30% impression share, that means that you could increase your budget. So we'll, we'll run ad campaigns and the client will start off with a modest budget. And if it's working well, they'll say, look, can we spend any more? Is, is there more volume? So we will look at the impression share to see how often our ad is shown. If the impression share is at 100%, then we're all, we can't get any more out of it. That, that's it. So that's why we, we would look at impression share. CTR, click-through rate. And again, you're only sort of really looking at this if you've got more budget you want to spend. So if your click-through rate is low then you're spending less. And often this isn't really an issue when you've got small, more budgets, you know, as long as you're spending the budget. So the only time you want to look at CTR click-through rate really when it comes to ads is if you're not able to spend your budget and you're getting really good results and you want to scale up. So that's really when you only need to be aware of it. But it's a rate of which your ad gets clicked, essentially, and in a percentage. Ad position, so you have, when it comes to Google Ads, it's, you know, you've got three or four links at the top and you could either be position one or position two, position three, four or whatever, or, or down at the bottom. And then your average position, because your ads have been showed a lot of the time, it's an auction, people are coming in and out, etc. People with different budgets, you're being showed against different people at different times. Your average position, if your average position, it could be 2.1. So sometimes... You're in position one, but you're mainly at position two. So ad rank is a value that is used to determine in what position an ad will show based on the bid amount and the quality score. So the quality score metric. So quality score is Google wants the best experience on. That's why they won sort of the war of the search engines. Google wasn't the first search engine, but it was the best. It provided the most relevant result. So that's why quality scores are big things to them. So when it comes to Google Ads in terms of an auction, you're not necessarily paying the most to be in position one. You've got the best ad rank because your bid combined with your quality score has put you in position one. Hopefully that makes sense. And that comes with the ad relevance. So it's like a status to measure how closely related your keywords, your search term is to your ad, to your landing page. So it's if your chucked a load of keywords in one campaign in one ad group with one ad all going to your homepage, you're going to have really poor ad relevance, really poor quality scores, really poor ad rank. You'll be spending more than you should do to be on page one. And this is a lot of the time where people sort of come unstuck, really. Okay, so I have gone through a load of acronyms. There's probably more. And what I will do is I will try and I'll create a page for this podcast episode with the 
acronyms and jargon on it and I may come back and add to it especially as a business and we start recruiting people that are not marketing professionals like we have you know we've got someone within the industry who's got really incredible industry experience really good people management experience not necessarily the marketing experience I need to keep this up to date anyway to teach those sort of people so we'll be doing that so there will be a link in the show notes if I have thought oh no I should have totally used or talked about this bit of jargon i'll add it to the the page and maybe share it on social media if there are new stuff so apologies if there was a bit of jargon that i've not talked about and you really wanted to know what it is put it in the facebook group so find advisors assemble on facebook and and just don't feel worried there's no stupid questions just pop that in there if you're unsure but thanks for listening i hope that was helpful and yeah i'll see you next time thank you very much